European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance. Volume 44, Issue 29. Focus Issue, Vascular Biology. By Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Focus on Translational Vascular Biology. New Therapeutic Targets in Hypertension, Aortic Aneurysm and Atherosclerosis. This focus issue on vascular biology contains the special article Balloon Pulmonary Angioplasty for Chronic Thromboembolic Pulmonary Hypertension A Clinical Consensus Statement of the ESC Working Group on Pulmonary Circulation and Right Ventricular Function by Irena Lang and colleagues from the Medical University of Vienna in Austria. The authors point out that the current treatment algorithm for chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension, or CTEF, as depicted in the 2022 European Society of Cardiology, or ESC, Stroke European Respiratory Society, or ERS, Guidelines on the Diagnosis and Treatment of Pulmonary Hypertension, or PH, includes a multimodal approach of combinations of pulmonary endarterectomy, or PEA, balloon pulmonary angioplasty, or BPA, and medical therapies to target major vessel pulmonary vascular lesions and microvasculopathy. Today, BPA of greater than 1,700 patients has been reported in the literature from centres in Asia, the US and Europe, and many more patients have been treated outside literature reports. As BPA becomes part of the routine care of patients with CTEF, benchmarks for safe and effective care delivery become increasingly important. In the light of this development, the ESC Working Group on Pulmonary Circulation and Right Ventricular Function has decided to publish a document that helps standardise BPA to meet the need of uniformity in patient selection, procedural planning, the technical approach, materials and devices, treatment goals, complications including their management and patient follow-up, thus complementing the guidelines. Delphi methodology was utilised for statements that were not evidence-based. First, an anatomical nomenclature and a description of vascular lesions is provided. Second, treatment goals and definitions of complete BPA are outlined. Third, definitions of complications are presented, which may be the basis for a standardised reporting in studies involving BPA. The document is intended to serve as a companion to the official ESC-ERS guidelines. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Novel Mechanisms and Therapeutic Targets in Atherosclerosis, Information and Beyond, Christian Weber and colleagues from the Ludwig Maximilian Universität München in Germany note that their review, based on the ESC William Harvey Lecture in Basic Science 2022, highlights recent experimental and translational progress on the therapeutic targeting of the inflammatory components of atherosclerosis, introducing novel strategies to limit side effects and to increase efficacy. Since the validation of the inflammatory paradigm in Cantos and Colcott, efforts to control the residual risk conferred by inflammation have centred on the NLRP3 inflammasome-driven interleukin, or IL, 1-beta-IL-6 axis. Interference with the co-stimulatory dyad CD40L-CD40 
and selective targeting of tumor necrosis factor receptor associated factors, or TRAFs, namely the TRAF6 CD40 interaction in macrophages by small molecular inhibitors, harbor intriguing options to reduce established atherosclerosis and plaque instability without immune side effects. The chemokine system, crucial for shaping immune cell recruitment and homeostasis, can be fine-tuned and modulated by its heterodimer interactome. Structure function analysis enable the design of cyclic, helical and linked peptides specifically targeting or mimicking these interactions to limit atherosclerosis or thrombosis by blunting myeloid recruitment, boosting regulatory T-cells, inhibiting platelet activity or specifically blocking the atypical chemokine macrophage inhibitor factor without notable side effects. Finally, adventitial neuroimmune cardiovascular interfaces in advanced atherosclerosis show robust restructuring of innervation from perivascular ganglia and employ sensory neurons of dorsal root ganglia to enter the central nervous system and to establish an atherosclerosis brain circuit sensor, while sympathetic and vagal efferents project to the coliac ganglion to create an atherosclerosis brain circuit effector. Disrupting this circuitry by surgical or chemical sympathectomy, limited disease progression and enhanced plaque stability, opening up exciting perspectives for selective and tailored intervention beyond anti-inflammatory strategies. In another state-of-the-art review article entitled Pathogenesis and Management of Abdominal Aortic Aneurysm, Jonathan Gollidge and colleagues from the James Cook University in Townsville, Australia, remind us that abdominal aortic aneurysm, or AAA, causes approximately 170,000 deaths annually worldwide. Most guidelines recommend that asymptomatic small AAAs, less than 50mm in women, less than 55mm in men, are monitored by imaging, and large asymptomatic, symptomatic and ruptured AAAs are considered for surgical repair. Advances in AAA repair techniques have occurred, but a remaining priority is therapies to limit AAA growth and rupture. This review outlines research on AAA pathogenesis and therapies to limit AAA growth. Genome-wide association studies have identified novel drug targets, e.g. IL-6 blockade. Mendelian randomization analyses suggests that treatments to reduce LDL cholesterol, such as pro-protein convertase subtilism stroke kexin type 9 inhibitors and smoking reduction or cessation, are also treatment targets. 13 placebo-controlled randomized trials have tested whether a range of antibiotics, blood pressure-lowering drugs, a mast cell stabilizer, an antiplatelet drug, or phenofibrate slow AAA growth. None of these trials have shown convincing evidence of drug efficacy, and they have been limited by small sample sizes, limited drug adherence, poor participant retention, and over-optimistic AAA growth reduction targets. Data from some large observational cohorts suggest that blood pressure reduction, particularly by angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, could limit aneurysm rupture, but this has not been evaluated in randomized trials. Some observational studies suggest that metformin may limit AAA growth, 
and this is being currently tested in randomized trials. In conclusion, no drug therapy has been shown to convincingly limit AAA growth in randomized controlled trials. Further large prospective studies on other targets are needed. Epigenetic age is emerging as a personalized and accurate predictor of biological age. In a clinical research article entitled Subclinical Atherosclerosis and Accelerated Epigenetic Age Mediated by Inflammation, a multiomic study. Fatima Sanchez Cabo and colleagues from the Centro Nacional de Investigaciones Cardiovasculares, CNIC, in Madrid, Spain, assess the association of subclinical atherosclerosis, or SA, with accelerated epigenetic age and investigate the underlying mechanisms mediating this association. Whole body methylomics, transcriptomics, and plasma proteomics were obtained for 391 participants of the progression of early subclinical atherosclerosis study. Epigenetic age was calculated from methylomics data for each participant. Its divergence from chronological age is termed epigenetic age acceleration. Subclinical atherosclerosis burden was estimated by multi-territory 2D stroke 3D vascular ultrasound and by coronary artery calcification. In healthy individuals, the presence, extension and progression of subclinical atherosclerosis were associated with a significant acceleration of the grim epigenetic age, a predictor of health and lifespan regardless of traditional cardiovascular risk factors. Individuals with an accelerated grim epigenetic age were characterized by an increased systemic inflammation and associated with a score of low-grade chronic inflammation. Mediation analysis using transcriptomics and proteomics data revealed key pro-inflammatory pathways, IL-6, inflammasome, and IL-10, and genes, IL-1B, OSM, TLR5, and CD14, mediating the association between SA and epigenetic age acceleration. The authors conclude that the presence, extension, and progression of SA in middle-aged asymptomatic individuals are associated with an acceleration in the grim epigenetic age. Mediation analysis using transcriptomics and proteomics data suggests a key role for systemic inflammation in this association, reinforcing the relevance of interventions on inflammation to prevent cardiovascular disease. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Nived Heatha Vilayutham and Richard Lee from Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, USA. The authors conclude that the study by Sanchez Cabo et al. certainly does not exclude other factors beyond known inflammatory pathways in the presence and progression of SA. Also, while the authors identified a strong association between SA and Grimm Epigenetic Age Acceleration, or EAA, a causal effect cannot be established due to the study design. Further longitudinal studies designed to assess the effect and directionality of SA on health and lifespan, as well as the viability of modulating inflammatory signaling to prevent progression of SA, are needed. Nevertheless, the findings of Sanchez Cabo et al. strengthen the role of inflammatory mechanisms in SA and its impact on epigenetic age acceleration. 
The study also provides more mechanistic evidence for strategies aiming to attenuate systemic inflammation for the delay of atherosclerosis progression in cardiovascular disease. The role of smooth muscle cells, or SMCs, in coronary artery disease has long been underestimated. The variant PARG149CYS in ACTA2, which encodes SMC-specific alpha-actin, predisposes to thoracic aortic disease and early-onset coronary artery disease in individuals without cardiovascular risk factors. In a translational research article entitled Smooth Muscle Alpha-Actin Missense Variant promotes atherosclerosis through modulation of intracellular cholesterol in smooth muscle cells. Kavita Kaur and colleagues from the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston, Texas, USA, investigated how this variant drives increased atherosclerosis. ApoE knockout mice with and without the variant were fed a high-fat diet for 12 weeks, followed by evaluation of atherosclerotic plaque formation and single-cell transcriptomics analysis. SMCs explanted from ACTA2R149C+, and wild-type, or WT, ascending aortas, were used to investigate atherosclerosis-associated SMC phenotypic modulation. Hyperlipidemic ACTA2R149C+, ApoE knockout mice, had a 2.5-fold increase in atherosclerotic plaque burden compared with ApoE knockout mice with no differences in serum lipid levels. At the cellular level, misfolding of the R149C alpha-actin activated heat shock factor 1, which increased endogenous cholesterol biosynthesis and intracellular cholesterol levels through increased HMG-COA reductase, or HMG-COAR, expression and activity. The increased cellular cholesterol in ACTA2R149C plus SMCs induced endoplasmic reticulum stress and activated PERC ATF4-KLF4 signaling to drive atherosclerosis-associated phenotypic modulation in the absence of exogenous cholesterol, while wild-type cells required higher levels of exogenous cholesterol to drive phenotypic modulation. Treatment with a HMG-COAR inhibitor, pravastatin, successfully reversed the increased atherosclerotic plaque burden in ACTA2R149C plus ApoE knockout mice. The authors conclude that these data establish a novel mechanism by which a pathogenic missense variant in a smooth muscle cell-specific contractile protein predisposes to atherosclerosis in individuals without hypercholesterolemia or other risk factors. The results emphasize the role of increased intracellular cholesterol levels in driving SMC phenotypic modulation and atherosclerotic plaque burden. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Henri Zhang from the Columbia University Irvine Medical Center in New York, New York, USA, and Marit Vesterterp and Benedict Halmos from the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. The authors highlight that Kaur et al. discovered that expression of the ACTA2PR149C variant drives atherosclerosis by increasing SMC cholesterol synthesis, even in the absence of hypercholesterolemia, probably explaining the premature CAD 
in carriers of the PR149C variant in the absence of cardiovascular risk factors. Statins decreased atherosclerosis in mice expressing the PR149C variant, suggesting additional therapeutic benefits. Furthermore, employing nanoparticles to target statins to the atherosclerotic plaque reduced atherosclerosis to a larger extent than oral administration of statins in APOE knockout mice. Future studies will be needed to explore whether suppressing cholesterol synthesis in SMCs may contribute to this effect. Excess dietary sodium intake and retention lead to hypertension. In a translational research article entitled A2AR-mediated lymphangiogenesis via VEGFR2 signaling prevents salt-sensitive hypertension. Tao Zhang and colleagues from the Fudan University in Shanghai, China note that impaired dermal lymphangiogenesis and lymphatic dysfunction-mediated sodium and fluid imbalance are pathological mechanisms. The adenosine A2A receptor, or A2AR, is expressed in lymphatic endothelial cells, or LECs, while the roles and mechanisms of LEC-A2AR in skin lymphangiogenesis during salt-induced hypertension are not clear. The expression of LEC-A2AR, correlated with lymphatic vessel density in both high-salt diet, or HSD-induced hypertensive mice and hypertensive patients. Lymphatic endothelial cell-specific A2AR knockout mice fed a high-sodium diet, or HSD, exhibited a 17% plus or minus 2% increase in blood pressure and a 17% plus or minus 3% increase in sodium content associated with decreased lymphatic density, minus 19% plus or minus 2%, compared with HSD wild-type mice. A2AR activation by the agonist CGS21680 increased lymphatic capillary density and decreased blood pressure in HSD wild-type mice. Furthermore, this A2AR agonist activated MSK1 directly to promote VEGFR2 activation and endocytosis independently of VEGF as assessed by phosphoprotein profiling and immunoprecipitation assays in LECs. The VEGFR2 kinase activity inhibitor frequentinib, or VEGFR2 knockout in LECs, but not the VEG-neutralizing antibody bevacizumab, suppressed A2AR activation-mediated decrease in blood pressure. Immunostaining revealed that phosphorylated VEGFR2 and MSK1 expression in the LECs were positively correlated with skin lymphatic vessel density and A2AR level in hypertensive patients. The authors conclude that their study highlights a novel A2AR-mediated VEGF-independent activation of VEGFR2 signaling in dermal lymphangiogenesis and sodium balance which might be a potential therapeutic target in salt-sensitive hypertension. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Rizad Nozalski and Thomas Guzik from the University of Edinburgh in the United Kingdom. The authors summarise that numerous studies, including the current study by Zhuang et al., propose that targeting lymphangiogenesis pathology 
could be a promising strategy to develop new treatments for salt-sensitive hypertension, or SSHTN. However, this option is also opposed by some observations. Hence, further research is needed to establish the relationship between lymphangiogenesis and HTN to determine the therapeutic potential. Thus, when considering a clinical approach, it is crucial to gain a comprehensive understanding of the intricate connections between skin sodium, lymphatic vessels, and blood pressure before developing any large-scale clinical trials targeting lymphangiogenesis in humans. A deeper understanding of these links will enable the development of more targeted and effective treatment strategies for salt-sensitive hypertension, ultimately leading to better clinical outcomes. As such, further research is essential to uncover the underlying mechanisms of these connections and determine their therapeutic potential. Only then can we confidently move forward with clinical trials, ensuring the safety and efficacy of new treatment approaches for salt-sensitive hypertension. The mechanisms underlying age-induced vascular remodeling remain unclear. In a translational research article entitled Sirtuin-2 deficiency aggravates aging-induced vascular remodeling in humans and mice. Yang Zhang and colleagues from the Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences and Peking Union Medical College in China investigate the role and underlying mechanisms of the cytoplasmic deacetylase sirtuin-2, or SIRT-2, in aging-induced vascular remodeling. Young and old wild-type and SIRT-2 knockout mice were used to explore vascular function and pathological remodeling. RNA sequencing, histochemical staining, and biochemical assays were used to evaluate the effects of SIRT2 knockout on the vascular transcriptome and pathological remodeling and explore the underlying biochemical mechanisms. Among the sirtuins, SIRT2 had the highest levels in human and mouse aortas. SIRT2 activity was reduced in aged aortas and loss of SIRT2 accelerated vascular aging. In old mice, SIRT2 deficiency aggravated aging-induced arterial stiffness and constriction relaxation dysfunction accompanied by aortic remodeling. Thickened vascular medial layers, breakage of elastin fibers, collagen deposition and inflammation. Transcriptome and biochemical analyses revealed that the aging-controlling protein P66SHC and metabolism of mitochondrial reactive oxygen species, or MROS, contributed to SIRT2 function in vascular aging. SIRT2 repressed P66SHC activation and MROS production by deacetylating P66SHC at lysine 81. Elimination of reactive oxygen species by MNTBAP repress the SIRT2 deficiency-mediated aggravation of vascular remodeling and dysfunction in angiotensin-2-challenged and aged mice. The SIRT2 co-expression module in aortas was reduced with aging across species and was a significant predictor of age-related aortic diseases in humans. The authors conclude that SIRT2 is a response to aging that delays vascular aging and the cytoplasm mitochondria axis is important for vascular aging. Therefore, SIRT2 may serve as a potential therapeutic target for vascular rejuvenation, 
The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Justina Puspitazari from the University of Zurich in Switzerland. The author concludes that the results presented by Zhang and colleagues are thought-provoking, particularly regarding the role of CERT2 in vascular ageing. The use of the public transcriptome dataset in this study provides insights into the potential predictive value of CERT2 on the incidence of aortic aneurysms and aortic occlusive disorder disease. Yet, using public transcriptome databases presents some limitations due to the lack of detailed information on patient characteristics, as correctly mentioned by the authors. Of course, these findings will require validation in real patient populations, while also investigating the potential correlation of CERT2 with other age-related vascular diseases, such as atherosclerosis, arterial stiffness, and ischemic stroke. Even though analysis of the molecular mechanisms of CERT2 will warrant further investigations, the current study provides an important additional contribution to solve the mystery of vascular aging and to embark on the future where growing old is inevitable, but aging is optional. Blood eosinophil count and eosinophil cationate protein, or ECP, concentration are risk factors of cardiovascular diseases. In a translational research article entitled Cationic Proteins from Eosinophils Bind Bone Morphogenetic Protein Receptors Promoting Vascular Calcification and Atherogenesis. Zhaoji Meng and colleagues from the Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts, USA, tested whether and how eosinophils and ECP contribute to vascular calcification and atherogenesis. Immunostaining revealed eosinophil accumulation in human and mouse atherosclerotic lesions. Eosinophil deficiency in delta-DBL-gatta mice slowed atherogenesis with increased lesion SMC content and reduced calcification. This protection in delta-DBL-gatta mice was muted when mice received donor eosinophils from wild-type IL-4 knockout and IL-13 knockout mice, or mouse eosinophil-associated ribonuclease 1, or MEO1, a murine homologue of ECP. Eosinophils, or MEO1 but not IL-4 or IL-13, increase the calcification of SMC from wild-type mice but not those from runt-related transcription factor 2 or runt times 2 knockout mice. Immunoblot analyses show that eosinophils and MEO1 activated SMAD1-5-8 but did not affect SMAD2-3 activation or expression of bone morphogenetic protein receptors or BMPR1A-1B-2 or transforming growth factor, or TGF, beta receptors, or TGF-BR1-2, in SMCs from wild-type or runt-times-2 knockout mice. Immunoprecipitation showed that MAO1 formed immune complexes with BMPR1A-1B, but not TGF-BR1-2. Immunofluorescent double staining, ligand binding, Scatchard plot analysis demonstrated that MEO1 bound to BMPR1A and BMPR1B with similar affinity, 
Likewise, human ECP, an acinephil-derived neurotoxin, also bound to BMPR1A stroke 1B, on human vascular SMCs and promoted SMC osteogenic differentiation. In a cohort of 5,864 men from the Danish cardiovascular screening trial and its subpopulation of 394 participants, blood eosinophil counts and ECP levels correlated with the calcification scores of different arterial segments from coronary arteries to iliac arteries. The authors conclude that eosinophils release cationic proteins that can promote SMC calcification and atherogenesis using the BMPR1A stroke 1B SMAD 1 stroke 5 stroke 8 run times 2 signaling pathway. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Norbert Gerdes from the Heinrich Hein University in Dusseldorf, Germany. Gerdes notes that the study by Meng et al adds important novel insight into cellular and molecular pathways employed by eosinophils in promoting atherosclerosis and vascular calcification. Accordingly, targeting eosinophilic cationic proteins may represent a more specific eosinophilic-directed therapeutic strategy in cardiovascular disease. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.